Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hockey. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Yeah, we, we didn't expect anything different from him, right? I mean, if anyone did, then they're... You know they're not. They haven't watched his entire career, so um, not only obviously happy for him, obviously the group. Um, just uh, you know, there's a game. Obviously, you're missing Brodeen and Merrill. Probably maybe some concerns about how you would respond defensively. How do you feel like you did? We liked our our defense period, um, and I mean the six guys that played, but and obviously Flower, but the forwards too. We we competed. We blocked shots. We. We limited the core area stuff. Hey, welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. As you saw, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, the graphic, the Wild wins 2-0 at Columbus last night. It's Judd, it's A.J. Fredrickson. Declan is out, and of course, A.J. also joining us for uh, several uh, Judd's Hockey Shows throughout the course or the remainder of the season. Uh, the Wild has now, A.J., won four consecutively. There, there was uh, certainly good last night couple first-period goals, which has been extremely rare for this team. They basically haven't scored in the first period for about a month and a half or so. Um, but I, I want to start with something that was brought up here because I think it's definitely worth noting, and I think it's a definite cause for concern that might not get discussed enough, and that is Jonas Brodeen going on IR. Uh, now, he he has had a reoccurring injury um that he that caused him or actually he got hurt about a week and a half ago or so missed a couple of games and then came back pretty quickly and played something has obviously it got aggravated re-injured i don't know the exact extent in the wild certainly not going to tell you uh but that to me is incredibly important because this guy the stability he brings to the blue line and yes spurgeon's the captain and spurgeon is very good but Brody, playing without Brodeen cannot be ignored, especially with a game like tonight in Toronto. Like Columbus stinks. Toronto is very good. So when you and, and the Wild's going to get some games now against non-playoff teams. But all that being said, that doesn't make them easy. And I don't think the loss of Brodeen for any substantial amount of time can be understated. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a little concerned because they can't have him back officially join the roster. I want to say it's until after March 2nd, I want to say. So he's missing. He does, yeah, he does have to miss time. Yeah, time. so it's a, that predetermined amount of time. But I think it's March second. But you're missing, you know, a, a handful of games tonight. You could probably use a guy like Jonas Brodin against a, a firehouse that is the Toronto Maple Leafs, just because they've now added that Ryan O'Reilly in that offense. You know, Minnesota Wild legend Ryan O'Reilly. So, yeah, um, best center. And then I, I will say, I know Dean in the opening clip said he was pleased with the defense and everything last night. That's not going to cut it tonight against the Maple Leafs. 
um, they are going to, not, you know, Zuccarello can't center it to John Tavares or Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Willie Nylander no. in the slot, you know, in a game that's uh, in the third period. And you're, you probably should have been up by more um, if it wasn't for some good goaltending by Jonas Corbisalo. But um, no, Jonas Brodin's absence here is going to be very apparent because, you know, we've, we've seen the healthy scratch of Kalen Addison and maybe the gripes there. Now you're taking a pretty big defensive piece that with Matt Dumba on the blue line, he was kind of supplementing that play. And that's what he's done now for, it seems a couple seasons. Who's going to, you know, who's going to cover the slack that is Matt Dumba's lack of defensive game. So I'm, I'm not excited to see it. That's for sure. Might've been about a week and a half ago or a week ago that I said that when you watch Brodine, especially at the game where you can just exclusively watch some of his defensive shifts, um, he, basically plays a defensive position and a half at times too, because he literally goes over and covers for to you, what you're saying, Dumba, he'll go cover for him. And so, yeah, that's one. And I just, so look, they are playing better. There are some things that drive me crazy. I heard my guy Gorg. And by the way, I'm a Gorg Stan. I love Kevin. I watched Kevin win a state championship with the Burnsville then Braves. Okay. <laughs> so like, he's the one guy uh, that I absolutely love. Um, but he, he was talking, I think it was pregame to Ryan Hartman and they talked about, and I complained about this forever with Dex, but the identity thing was broached again. You know, what, what is your identity? You're playing to it. And I think I've said this to you as well. They've known their identity all season long. They have to play hard. They're not that good. They're Mm -hmm. not that talented. They have one player who's incredible, but they are not that talented of team, certainly up front. And so when they play a grinding sort of ugly game, they're going to have a tendency to win. When Matt Zuccarello, to what you said, and by the way, the pass he threw away last night was not the first. He's been doing that in the defensive zone more and more. When Matt Zuccarello gets it out of his bleeping head that he is Gretzky, or, you know, he he thinks... He thinks because he's got Krill that he's playing for the Harlem Bleepin' Globetrotters. <laughs> Dude, this is this is a north-south team, not an east-west team. Now, Kaprizov, God bless him, is whatever he wants to be, but he's not surrounded by enough talent for anyone else to get away with that crap, which is why Hartman st- struggles at times, and it's why Sam Steele regressed, because they all watch 97 and think, oh, yeah, I'm part of this line. It's like, no, dude, you're not part of this line. Do your bleeping job and let and clear out for 97. But anyway, long rant to say um, how they have played of late is their identity. And if they want to play that way, they can win a lot of, of hockey games. I'm not sure about you, but I have not seen any sustained play like that, though, because it feels like no matter how long they play that grinded out style, we always get to a game where it's like, well, we're going hot now. Let's try and play like we're good. It's like you're not that good. Last year's team and this year's team have nothing in common. Yeah, um, it's it's missing that like dazzling factor. You know, I I mentioned this the other day, but I I don't sit down and have that kind of predetermined thought of this is going to be a fun, enjoyable game of hockey to watch. <laughs> it's yes. it, it, it's some it feels like a chore at times because you just you you can see the script in front of you. The, you know, um, who was it? It was Dallas. I want to say the other night where they're leading late. And it's a weak attempt to clear the zone with a weak backhand off the glass. And it gets kept in at the point by Heiskanen. And then they move it around a little bit. And all of a sudden you can tell, okay, they're dogging it. They're getting tired. And you can just, 
I smell that goal coming. I smell the goal, and lo and behold, boom, there it is. And then they have to like have the dramatic, theatric, oh, we're going to score 20 seconds left to get the win in regulation against a division rival and all this stuff. And I just want to have my blood pressure stay where it's at for the entirety of the game. I don't want this last night. They started hot, and I tweeted this. They should have played the way that the first three minutes looked, the entire 60. The entire 60 minutes. You were, you're a better team than Columbus. Yeah. You were peppering the Amen, net. brother. You made Corpusalo make a, a, an amazing save to rob Caprizov with the glove hand. But then, after we get those two goals, they're like, "Ah, oh, we, you know, we scored two five. We we scored two five on five goals. We can take care of it. We're we're good. We're going to coast." And all of a sudden, you know, Boone Jenner starts having a little bit of a game, and Johnny Goudreau, sh- you know, shows up on that line, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Ah, what? It, 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 you won two zero, but I don't feel good about it." I don't feel good about it because you did have a struggling Marc-Andre Fleury who needed that type of win last night, but he did not look comfortable, I think, for a lot of it. Oh, the the first period, I, I tweeted this, he looked like he was handling a live grenade. <laughs> like, I, he fought, I, there, there, if you ever are, if you are a casual hockey fan and you've heard the cliche or the phrase fighting the puck and you're like, what the hell does that mean? Go watch the first period of the game last night and watch 29 for the Wild. That is the definition. He was fighting the puck. And look, he made some key saves. I thought he got more comfortable in the second period. Uh, But again, Columbus is absolutely awful. So like if you're like, well, I mean, that's an impressive shutout. No, it was good to get it was good to get Flower back in there. Mm -hmm. It was good to get him playing time. And I did feel like his fighting the puck um um was not nearly as much in the final two periods as the first but yeah that was probably an ideal situation uh and am i super confident right now in flurry no do i think it was a good first step yes i also don't think it matters how the goaltenders play unless to what you're saying the team in front of them gets their act together consistently so, like, I don't think that it, there are some teams in which the goaltending is just flat out bad, and there's some teams in which you you are counting on a stud goaltender to play a huge role in pulling you through. But I really think that age for the success of this team, it's become very clear that is far more often determined by the five guys in front of the goaltender as opposed to, well, we're in the playoffs and Philip Gustafson is going to lead us to the conference finals. No, that's not going to happen. What will happen is if the guys in front of him do their job, they give him a chance to be successful. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, And it goes back to some of the play in the first portion of the season, that first stretch of games where it's like they're giving up touchdowns each night where, you know, Dumba's just heels back, kind of watching the play develop, and all of a sudden, hey, look at that, uh, Kyle Connor. That was awful. Kyle Connors on the back door wide open and, you know, totally uncovered. Or it's, you know, John Merrill picks up the wrong guy um, moving in. So you're double teaming the strong side winger when on the back door. It's a wide open. What's his name? Whoever. Um, it's it, it, the, the play and stupid mistakes, the lackadaisical passes and the no look spinning Zuccarello turnover in your own zone. Just move it up ice. It, yeah, it, sometimes, north, north, south. Sometimes it just comes yes. down to what's the fundamental play that you need to make. Go back yes. to your peewee squirt phantom days. What is the coach of, you know, the kid down the street who's who got volunteered? He's got hockey 101. What's he telling you? 
move the puck, make the Smith the safe pass. We don't like you said. You don't need to be the Harlem Globetrotters. I'd be yeah. fine if you are the Iowa Wild instead of the Minnesota Wild. Just get the puck up the ice, and if you want to be on that top line and try something after you you know you cycle around and Krill does his three times around the world type thing, and then try that pass. Sure, I understand it, but you cannot do that in your own zone when you have a struggling goaltender who's battling whatever mental issues or whatever performance issues recently, you have to do whatever you can to lock it down. And that was not the play. And on that play in particular, I believe the third save of that crazy sequence was Matt Dumba sliding in. So that's a nice play. But um, yeah, I don't, one is, do I trust a Goligoski Dumba pairing, which I think we're going to see again tonight. (laughs) The answer is unequivocally, no, I don't, not at all. Goligoski turned over the puck a couple times last night again. I, I guess I'm uh, that whole thing confuses me beyond belief because um, Kalen Addison, I understand, has some shortcomings defensively, but Goligoski knows where he wants to be. I don't know his body can necessarily get him there at this age. And so, again, it's Dean sort of deferring to guys. Um, so what, what do you make of the fact that as we record this on Friday morning, AJ, that the wild is three points behind Dallas for first place in the central and they're two points behind the jets. Um, I believe when they lost to Dallas a couple of weeks ago, they were 10 points back and they were teetering on the edge of a, of a playoff, uh, spot or actually falling out of one. They are now, if I'm not mistaken, because the abs don't, the Avs had a break. I think they played Sunday, and then they play again on Friday night. So uh, the Wild has moved back into third place. But but what do you make of how optimistic are you about where they are right now? And I'll give you an interesting stat. The Wild against non-playoff teams, which obviously Columbus is, uh, is 21-7-2. Starting with last night, eight of their next 11 are against non-playoff teams. Now, you do get a couple against Calgary, which is a non-playoff team, but they're teetering there. So what do you make of the fact that the Wild appears to be in incredibly good shape right now? It's very surprising because if you watch just the games and didn't pay attention to the standings, I would say that they're trying to scrape together a wild card spot, let alone being third in their division. Um, the, like they are in spitting distance and then some to get up to the top, especially for the Stars who have been such a powerhouse for most of the season, now losing five straight in a row in the wild, almost the complete opposite of that, winning four straight. Just, yeah. uh, it, it's pretty wild just how much, not no no pun intended there, just mm-hmm. how congested the central division is because, you know, you, you go down. I I think the Predators are not a bad team. They're not good, but they're also not bad. But, you know, they're only five points back of the avalanche in, in the four seed. So it's right. um, the fact that the wild have that many games coming up against teams on the outside looking in makes me feel optimistic, but it doesn't do anything about the overall play of the team because you can have those softballs and they can win all, they can hit a home run on each one of these softballs that are coming up. It comes back to sure. You can get in. I don't have confidence that you're going to be able to do anything in the first round against any of these other playoff teams because you just don't have the defensive ability to really do that or the five on five scoring ability to do it. You are well, relying they, on a power play. And one of the power right. plays last night was abysmal. Just yeah. terrible. Oh, did you see the, 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 the double minor power play that they got on Sunday against the predators Yeah, was absolutely by the end. Dean was throwing non power play guys out there. It, <laughs> it was awful. 
And it was like, but you know what it all comes back to? It all comes back to times where this team feels like it sort of checks out. It feels mm-hmm. like it either checks out or it starts to like say, hey, we're hot. We're playing well. We're a good team. And, and again, I will say this. No, you're not. You need to work really hard. Like you're, you hit it perfectly. Last night is a game where you needed to keep up the pace that you started with. And they don't do it. And, and the Western Conference is really weird. So I guess I would attribute where the Wild stands right now as much to the fact that the entire conference is weird. And quite frankly, I think there's a lot of teams from what I've seen like the Wild. I think there's a lot of teams that are just up and down, roller coaster, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You know, Calgary. Calgary is a Calgary's such a weird team. Markstrom's gone in the tank. Vladar's playing more now. Uh, they, they supposedly made all of these great trades, you know, the, the trade, because they lost Kachuk, and I think the masses were like, well, you're going to stink, and but then they got Huberto and Uyghur, and so people were like, oh, no, great moves. This team should be good, and they've just been inconsistent. And so I just think that the the Western Conference especially has so much inconsistency. Um, and I do think that there's a good chance for the Wild to definitely grab a playoff spot. I'm sort of with you, though. When the playoffs start, I don't know what to expect. And the playoffs are such a grind. And the playoffs are, and I've said this to Dex for years, from a fan standpoint, they're fun. From a player standpoint, while they're going on, I personally think they're hell. Like the playoffs, they teams will wear you down to a nub. I mean, look at what, look at what the Blues did, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Wild just sort of shrunk. And so I think the difference here is, Regular season-wise, if this team applies itself, it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. It can win games. The question is this. Can you take that style of play to the playoffs and execute it? And I mean for 60 minutes every night, no excuses, and hopefully guys don't get hurt. You know, that's the thing is, can you, to what you're saying against a far superior opponent to the Blue Jackets, can you play your fundamentally smartest, best, hardworking game, tight checking, not a lot of fun. Guys are going to get hurt. You just hope they don't miss time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you execute that for up to seven games in round one, in round two, however long you go for? Do you want that? And I think, the unfortunately, I think what we saw from what I consider to be a far superior wild team last season was, the answer was an unequivocal no. Mm-hmm. So why do I think that this team, which is not as talented, can do that? And to your point as well, the Zuccarello pass in the third period last night that got picked off will lose you a playoff game instantly. And they ain't going to miss that goal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, 
Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. No, they're no. not going to miss it. Zero chance. And I'm, I, frankly, I'm getting a little tired of this, especially with all Minnesota sports. We dealt with it, it felt like, for an entire season with the Vikings, where they they start hot. That opening drive is magic, pure magic, just drawn up, orchestrated, beautiful. And then they take the second and the third quarter off, and then they're like, you know what, darn it, I guess we probably should start trying again, huh? The Wild, I, all I'm asking as a fan is for you to play your game with the same intensity for a full game. You know, you're, you're not putting in, it's not like you're playing a back-to-back-to-back, like a doubleheader or anything like that. You're playing three periods of hockey. Just please play your game from start to finish. And if you lose, I will accept it because that just means the other team was solely better than you on that night. But if you commit to your game plan and all I hear about is like the culture and everybody's buying in. So so buy in. So buy in and just execute. If you play your game, because back to your point of last year's team is by far better. By far. Like it's really... It's not, uh, you know, night and day, but it's five o'clock and maybe noon. Like you can tell the sun's going down. Two, two lines. Yeah, that, that's the all it is. Two lines. Yeah. Um, th- they just don't have that flashy play like they were last year. Like Marcus Foligno is not going to score you, what, 20 plus goals? He's, he's just not going to do that this year. You have to be able to realize you have like one and a half chances <laughs> for lines to actually get out there and score. And then the right. rest of the line has to, or the rest of the team has to shut down defensively, be right. physical, be that pest in the corner, like get under the skin of Boone Jenner, or, uh, of Johnny Goudreau, and really make them hate that they're stepping out on the ice and they see Brandon Duhame across from them. You got to grind out each win. And this team just doesn't because they're, they're willing to maybe start. And frankly, last night was a flash in the pan. I haven't seen a start like that from this team in weeks, maybe even a month or so. It's no, it's it, it, it was joyful to see to they see don't score actual... first period goals. They it's, did last yeah. night, but they don't. As a rule, they just don't score. I believe in the seven game homestand, they went through a large stretch of that. AJ without a first period goal at all. Mm-hmm. So you're you're everything you're saying is exactly right. And I, I think as sports fans, uh, to take this conversation and expand it a little bit, I think as sports fans in this town, what's so maddening right now is the inconsistency of the Wild, the Wolves, who when they're playing well can play well, but a lot of times take a night or two off. And and the Wild success right now, to me, is tempered by the Vikings. Because I went through the entire year saying, hey, let's give this team a chance. Yes, the defense is not good, but they've won 13 games, right? Like, let's not rain on the parade on purpose. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as soon as Sports Dad tries to be positive, they go into the first playoff game and get bounced, and they deserve to be bounced, you know? So... You're right, and it's just, for me, it's hard when I have known the identity of this team all season long. For me, it's hard to get super excited because I always think, okay, Hartman scored two goals. He's going to think he's good again, you know? You know, he's going to, because he scored two nice snipes against yep. the Kings. And and instead of instead of me going with the Valley Sports North coming up next. Ryan Hartman has found his game. He's got his swagger back, his mojo back. That's not what I think. I think, oh, my God, now he's going to think he's good again. And he's not. He's a hard worker. He's a hard worker who had a fluky, what, 34-goal season? Yeah. So, anyway, um, want to get to one more thing, but before I do, Age, you mentioned buy-in. And buy-in's incredibly important in sports. 
And do you know where else it's important? It's important in weight loss. And that allows me to talk about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, who if you buy in, and I'm going to get, give you a heck of a deal in a second. Um, if you buy in, you are going to drop weight. A couple years ago, I lost 40 pounds. But most importantly, as I said, it's Livia Weight Control Centers. So it's all about keeping the weight off. So you lose it. It's not hard. It, the program itself is actually very simple, incredibly supportive. And then the dietitians help you maintain that weight loss. Join today. And guess what? You're going to get eight weeks for free. You are going to get eight weeks for free from a program that was voted Minnesota's best weight loss program. Eight weeks free. 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Your buy-in. And by the way, eight weeks for free. Your buy-in will have you looking and feeling great and have your life really changed by the time spring and summer arrive. So take my advice and check them out. Livia.com. All right. The last thing I want to talk about, I'm going to end with what I think is an incredibly positive move. I love it. So the wild has, and let's not talk about how the sausage is made here because it's boring and confusing, but the wild is a cash strapped salary cash. I got to say this slowly strap team that right now, because of how things have played out in the evolution of the season has a ton of cap room. Okay. So this is all going away soon. It's all going to go away. It's basically, it's a, it's, you are marooned on an island and you have a very specific time period where you are going to see endless cases, bottled water, and you are so thirsty, but they're going to go away. So you better start drinking them right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is what Bill Guerin and the, the wild are doing. It started uh, a week ago today where the Wild served as facilitators and got a fifth, uh, a 2025, what, fourth-round pick, age? Yeah, it was Is a fourth-rounder. Fourth-round pick uh, in, in the Toronto-St. Louis trade that saw Ryan O'Reilly go from St. Louis to Toronto. Last night, we got another big trade, the Capitals and Bruins. The Bruins, no question, already good, at least from a personnel standpoint, got better. The Wild stepped in and said, let me help you. Let me help Washington and Boston here. And they sent a prospect to Washington. They got a 2023 fifth-round pick. They also very, very uh, quickly acquired and then dispatched Dmitry Orlov, a good defenseman from the Capitals. And just like with O'Reilly, AJ, they retained 25% of his salary to help the Bruins with their cap situation. Now, the Wild still has, after both of these moves and only 25% salary retention on both, $11 million left in cap room to either do this or acquire a player. Um, I think people scratch their heads, and it's sort of, I think it's seen as boring. Like, you're acquiring a good player, but then you're not. You know, um, I think as far as the Wild front office goes, this is absolutely genius. I love it. If they're eventually they're going to acquire a score or something, that's fine. I almost don't care. But the farm system <laughs> and the assets that this team continues to build, especially on the back of salary cap room that is going to go away quickly, absolute think it's outstanding. I think it's uh, don't sleep on what Bill Guerin and his staff are doing. I think it is genius. Yeah, I the, the more picks that you can get for Judd Brackett with what we've seen him do over the past couple of seasons. 
Um, oh, as, as the kids are saying, let him cook because he, he he's been hitting home run and maybe not home runs that we've seen develop yet, but it, it looks like it's going to go, you know, through 350 down the line to right. So um, it's, it's purely like there's loopholes about it and that's how they're kind of doing it. And whatnot. you're essentially trading for a guy for about five minutes before the paperwork right. work is processed, but to break it down, they're just buying picks. They're buying yes. picks and to see like the real life valuation of some of these picks is pretty interesting. Um, but it's so smart, like you said, because you only have you have so much and you have those bottles of water. But as soon as the calendar flips, somebody's walking by and taking all of the all of that leftover water from you. You can't keep it. You can't take it you with put you. Put on a crate. Yeah. You put on a crate and <laughs> driven away. You're right. So you you might as well drink it when you can. So the fact that they are able to be a part of these deals and that, that they're making, you know, maybe attractive enough offers where they're beating out other teams. Cause they are not the only team that is, you know, making the call saying, Hey, we'll help facilitate this. These deals are not falling through just because the wild um, are, you know, maybe will they, won't they? You're right. They yes. are, they're doing it. Point. They're doing it because they recognize, Hey, we were able to do this. We're helping ourselves later on. Why not? Why not? help us if everybody else is going to do these deals. We'll we'll mm-hmm. walk in the door, we'll take a breath of fresh air and we'll step right back out. You know, we're we're going to help facilitate because we're going to come out better for it with little to no scarring at the end of the day. So the I I love that they're looking at this as a we can help ourselves and benefit from this down the road. You know, sure a lot of people aren't going to really think too much of a you know, a 2025 fourth round draft pick by the Maple Leafs. And now you have an upcoming fifth round pick, but for a team that, you know, they don't have the third round pick. You've seen that you can get some decent guys late and it's not like, yes. it's, it's not like the NFL draft where if you get in the fifth round, you're like, this guy is never going to make it. You know, you, you have but bracket, but bracket, like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs was a fifth round pick. Like, yes. like that's yeah. the thing is I, I think because we're such, we're so pessimistic about executives <laughs> yes. in this town, but like, Brackett's the type of guy, I'm not saying he will, mm-hmm. but he's the type of guy who I trust his flyers a lot more than I would have trusted, let's say, Chuck Fletcher's flyers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and they, they now are accumulating an, enough picks where they, you know, they could potentially package them with a player to move up. Like, there is, this is the more chips that you take to the table, the better. Um, and, and as far as the prospects that they're trading away, in the Toronto trade, I believe that was a kid in juniors that they weren't going to sign and that yes. they have yet to sign. They traded away, what, a Russian prospect last night? But clear, clearly they are guys that the Wild's basically saying, we think we can exceed that guy with a potential draft pick or at least the the asset that resides in that, that pick. So I just think it's, it's really fun to see a team that has a strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I mean, Bill Guerin still could go out and get a guy. I don't know. I almost don't care at this point. Um, because, again, you know what I said? The NFC is wide open, AJ. The NFC, the Vikings could win it. Maybe they'll beat Philadelphia if they play them, okay? And they didn't even get close. So I know there's excitement today. I don't mean to rain on all of your parades, but I'm going to by saying I think what the Wild is doing behind the scenes right now is really smart. And um, it's just good to see a plan that does not involve mortgaging things for what you know is probably not going to be the right timing. So 
All right, sir. We are done. Um, be, be back. Uh, Declan's going to be back next week as well. I don't know when the next show will be. It'll probably be early in the week, but uh, who knows? There could be all heck could break loose in Toronto tonight against the Leafs, and then we'll yes. feel the need to come on. You know what? The great thing, Judd's Hockey Show. You just never know. <laughs> Subscribe. Watch us. We, we've got uh, Mackie and Judd. We've got Purple Daily, the YouTube channel. We appreciate you all, and I can assure you we'll talk to you again soon. That's AJ. I'm Judd. See ya.